Grand Rising, and welcome back to the podcast. So here we are on season 15, episode one. I'm calling this one Karma Kofa. Hmm. Before we begin, as always, we want to get to a comfortable space. If not, we're looking to just allow the mind to be open. The best way I want to introduce you to that is just by breathing. But being aware of your breathing. So we can call it awareness of breath. In that way, we'll introduce a discipline called box breathing, where we're breathing in for four seconds and breathing out for four seconds, in and out through the nose, and we'll do that four times. So if you're able, I want you to get into a comfortable seated position with the shoulders relaxed, the face relaxed. Your eyes focus down or close, whatever is comfortable. And before we begin this episode, we want to give some praises and respects and gratitude to the gods and goddesses in thought as we breathe. So let's begin. In, two, three, four. Out, two, three, four. In. Two, three, four. Out, two, three, four. In, two, three, four. Out, two, three, four. This is something you can practice anytime, anyway. But the more you do it, the more you bring a strength of awareness to your breathing, as it's called awareness of breath, but also you offer more oxygen to your body. This allows your blood and your muscles and really just an overall energy of your body to be more calming. Considering mindfulness and meditation as an everyday practice, we can always use these physical disciplines to help reinforce that. So this episode and this season, Karma Kofa, I just want to introduce you on this episode on what I want to focus on with karma and what I want to focus on with Sankofa. I bring these two words together because they both represent uh, a history in my life. Karma has always been a word, a spiritual definition, some kind of Hmm. space in my life that I've always heard of, read about, understood as a, you don't want like a bad thing and, or you don't want it in your life. You don't want bad karma. You want good karma. Um, but more so you just don't even want to mess with karma. Um, you can align through karma in the, the way that I used to understand it is by having a good intention and a good practice. It doesn't mean that things can't happen to you, and it doesn't mean that you possibly can't do a bad thing, but you will hope that the good outweighs the bad. Your intention for doing good outweighs the bad. And when it comes to Sankofa, there's been a movie about that that I remember came out back in 1993, and I know it's um, African-centric or it comes with that um, way of looking back. But the definition that I want to bring through it exactly is that it is not wrong to go back for that which you have forgotten. It implores for Africans to reach back into ancient history 
for traditions, customs, for traditions and customs that have been left behind. So if we bring the two words together, karma kofa, the idea of intentional good energy and karma and bringing back a reflection of that in your life from the universe, and then sankofa, going back and reaching or reaching back into ancient history and traditions and customs and bringing that forth, you see I can, or I see that I can connect with it as a African man, and I can find a spiritual reflection in my nature or in the world around me with it through karma. So karma kofa is bringing those two together, fusing that space together. And this season, I want to dive into examples of that. With this introductory episode today, I want to share with you some examples of karma. Again, how I define it and how I'd love for you to be aware of it as we move forward. I'm going to have a few guests on that in hopes they may experience some truth or some history of their own in it. But in a way that we can find a way to relate, we can all relate. I think meditation is not just something you can do as a um, um, as a teaching effect where you have to come come to a location and sit down and pay attention to the teacher. It could be something that's just happening all the time. You're always in meditation. Using examples like what I'm focusing on here, like Karma Kofa, and going through the definitions and reaching through the examples and bringing back some reality into my life, that is my meditation. So people often assume that karma is about external actions. I know that's true. Just said it earlier. But true indeed, we kind of experience karma in a way that if you do something bad, you're going to get something bad from karma. You do something good, inshallah, you're going to get something good back. Inshallah means God willing. So... People often perform acts of charity and virtue and hope that will keep their karma good. What they never quite realize is that it's about something much more subtler. Karma is much more fundamental about violation. Your intention makes all the difference. If you say something prompted by love and another person gets hurt, that is their karma, not yours. But if you say something out of hatred and another person has no problem with it, it is good karma for them and not for you. You still acquired a negative karma. Now, how the recipient of your hatred reacts is not quite the point. The accumulation of karma is determined by your intention, not merely by its impact on someone else. Reading from this book, Karma, that I shared on the uh, last season, last episode. Understanding the power of it through our intentions. When we wake up in our day, what is our intention moving forward? Of course, it's to complete the day, get to work. But are we also looking at it in a spiritual or an energetically patterned way? or energetic or energy space. How do I feel about going into my day? 
Sure enough, you know you might be tired. That is a feeling associated with the body not getting enough rest. But how do you feel about how do you feel? Where is your mind in association to your actions? Not in regards of what is the result of your actions. So if you're tired and you feel that way, then your mind is thinking, I'm tired and I don't want to do this. No, go the other way around. So we want to always remember that we are in control of our thoughts and so much more we can create more powerful intentions. So your intention makes all the difference. If you say something prompted by love and another person gets hurt, that is this person's karma, not yours. When we want to hurt someone or protect ourselves and we have to hurt someone, these things happen. Hopefully not too often, but let's say the unintentional happens. Many examples can be given, but the end result is that this person is hurt by you and you didn't mean it, but you had to do it. Let's say they were hurting you or the interpretation of the situation made you feel like you were being violated and so you protected yourself. Verbally or physically, you just went off. Now they hurt. That type of intentional return or safety or karma, that type of karma is good karma. You didn't intend on hurting this person. It happened in the result of the action, and so you had to. Obviously, like when we look at crimes or when we're judging a crime, there's the, in, the intention behind it. Was it premeditated or not? So on the flip side, if you see somebody and you don't like them, that's your enemy, you want to get at them, and you do hurt them, that's premeditated. You intentionally wanted to go out and hurt this person. It's the level of bitterness and hatred that causes karma, not the act. The act is definitely associated or could bring more energy to it. But how bitter are you about it? How upset? Where's the hatred? That's what's causing the karma. Acting out, of bitter, <clears throat> acting out of bitterness externally has a grave physical consequence. Acting out of bitterness has physical and grave physical... Start that again. Acting out of bitterness externally has a grave physical consequence for you. But allowing the bitterness to grow and multiply within you has even deeper internal consequences. So acting has its consequence. So much so, do, does you wanting to act in bitterness. So acting out of bitterness has its consequences, but allowing the bitterness to grow 
and multiply within you, coming from a stronger intention, has even a deeper effect. So you got to figure out a way to work out your karma. It doesn't mean you can't have feelings or emotional standpoints about things, about someone, about something that happened. But working it out or finding a way to be with the space so that you can create stronger and better patterns for your life is what you're trying to do. Remember, we are about that mental healing, being that inner space archaeologist, looking for that strength, that goal, exploring our inner universe and shining that light of love and acceptance with planetary alignment. So here we go. How are we going to work it out? What does working out our karma mean? It means that the play of your life is happening according to your tendencies, not according to some system of right or wrong. I'll say that again. What does working out your karma mean? It means that the play of your life is happening according to your tendencies, not according to some system of right and wrong. Your life simply organizes itself in order to fulfill your inclinations. Karma is not a punishment or reward. It is just a process by which life tries to fulfill itself. So what are you adding to that process? What are the patterns that perpetuate, give life to that pattern? Many of us forget that when we look to violate or hurt or put in bad intentions, bad karma out there, that that type of energy is also associated. Like sure enough, we have the thought, a negative thought can breed karma. But a negative thought combined with a negative emotion has deeper karma. And when a negative thought and a negative emotion and a negative external, uh, external action is combined, they're even deeper in the karma. When a negative thought, a negative emotion is combined with a reoccurring mental action, that karma is deeper still. So there's levels to how you can affect your karma. A negative thought combined with a negative emotion means a deep karma. A negative thought as well can breed karma. But when a negative thought combines with a negative emotion and a negative external action is also associated with that, there's even a deeper karma. So we have the thought, we have the emotion, and we have the action. We even have the mental action, the reoccurring mental action. You keep thinking about it. So we have to find ways to work through this karma in the sense of our betterment, like through the practice of meditation, stillness, being around good people, good places, eating good, smiling more often, offering yourself some goodness out of your day by just saying, thank you, I made it, or thank you, I woke up.
I wanted to share something else with you. Hmm. Give me just a second here. Let me see if I can find this paperwork. All right, hopefully that pause wasn't too much. The other thing I wanted to share when it comes to Karma Kofa, the reality of looking back and the reality of understanding the patterns that we create intentionally, our intentional patterns. We wanna know that that type of actions and type of intentions bring a ease into our life. And the opposite of ease is dis-ease, right? So we don't want to balance with diseases. We don't want that. We want to ease our life, offer some pain, so it can bring us to a stronger sense of performance. I have a few things that I'd mentioned on my Instagram story when it comes to living your best version, understanding your karma kofa, and living at a total peak performance. There's about seven of them. And the biggest thing is that you can come up with your own. But these are what I've found over time to help me stay in the space of Cosmo. This book, Karma Kofa, this book, Karma by Sadhguru, I suggest you find a way to read it. Coming back to this podcast, though. We're going to be talking about it this entire season. So you'll definitely get a chance to hear it from my perspective and in hopes we can build a stronger community in the knowledge of it together. Sankofa, you should already know. If you don't, go look it up. I do want to, again, emphasize or talk about how I want to share this knowledge with you as it's not, it's not wrong to go back for that which you have forgotten. So we might, I might, why I use Sankofa, when I was in the space of regret, going back and trying to say, I can fix it or that I cannot fix it and I cannot go back and it's okay to move forward. This is an example of that for me, how it can even spread further or even go deeper is looking at my history as an African and the history that got us here and how many people had to suffer or even hurt or die for this moment to be. It's important for me to try to offer a strength and a power and a love and a positive reflection to that legacy. It's my duty. It implores for Africans to reach back into ancient history for traditions and customs that have been left behind. Jewels and gems have been given to us. Gotta try to find them. And I might pick up a few and I might put some down. 
but this feels much better than living in a space where I don't know what's going on in my life. So one of the things that I do to keep me in ease and keep me in a sense of total performance is getting good sleep. Without question, six to eight hours a day. Sometimes I get only four, but I make sure I make it up. I hydrate often and offer myself good nutrition. And most of you already know I'm about that movement, whether it's yoga, stillness, or that parkour stuff. The first one, though, is sleep. What does your sleeping habits look like? What is your practice in life when it comes to giving energy to the moments when you rest? Got to balance it. There's 24 hours in a day. You should at least be sleeping for six to eight of those. I want to leave that there. I'll continue to share more of them with you as the season continues into stronger episodes. But again, with Karma Kofa for me and what I want to share with you and in hopes you find some knowledge and insight is that with Karma, it is not about the actions. It's about the intention. How you feel, what you put forward in your intentions through your thoughts and actions is your most powerful state. And with Sankofa for Africans, we got to be reminded of the jewels that were left behind and bring those forth. And my little personal caveat, some actions that we can do to help is just get good sleep. Before I complete this podcast episode, I want to read an actual... Um, I want to read a, a comment from a someone who rated the podcast. I have a few ratings on there, and I figure this might be a good idea. So if you're listening and you'd like to get your comments read, I might pick it. Uh, let's see. This one was actually from July 23rd back in 2020 around my um, birthday. It's from... Uh, Nerdy Nanis. Hope I said that right. Happy 4th, Howard. <laughs> I met you 24 hours ago and you have radically awakened something within me or within my heart. You are pure and you are love. Thank you for your inspiration. In love with the podcast. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you, Nerdy Nanis. I do hope that this podcast benefited you, and I'm glad that we did get a chance to meet. We have not since met ever again, but the power of our moment I do remember, and I do thank you for finding space to share that your message with us and what it meant to you. This podcast is about that mindfulness, that meditation, that movement, bringing that sense of love and awareness into our life. Through the conversational practices of mindful guided meditations, yoga, and wellness. And now this season's title, Karma Kofa. Hopefully you've got some love from this, some intentions, something you can work with this week. We'll continue to talk again. <laughs> Namaste.